We celebrate Trinity Sunday today. Uh, We're in the midst of some very big feasts. We had Ascension a couple weeks ago, Pentecost last weekend. Today is Holy Trinity. We've got Corpus Christi coming up next week. But today, the celebration of the Holy Trinity is really a celebration of God's identity. And the Trinity, you could say, is an answer to the question, who is God? That's a question that humanity has been asking since the very beginning of time. Who is God? We've been trying to find out that answer. And today in the first reading, God starts to give an answer back. So, of course, he gives that answer to Moses. And it's an interesting time that God would reveal a little bit of himself to Moses. Moses is in the process of renewing the people of Israel's relationship with God. They had previously worshipped the golden calf, been punished, and were in the process of repenting. And now God wanted Moses to once again make two stone tablets and write on them the Ten Commandments. But in the course of his interaction with Moses, God does something a little different this time around. He tells Moses a little bit about who he is. He says he is a merciful and gracious God slow to anger and rich in kindness and fidelity. That is who our God is, brothers and sisters. In addition to his very name, I am who am, his identity and his mission are summed up quite beautifully in our first reading that we just heard. Merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and rich in kindness. This is really the first time that God sort of opens up to Moses in this way. And so this becomes a very seminal moment for the people of Israel that God began to reveal a little bit of what he is about and about who he is. So that phrase, slow to anger and rich in kindness or rich in love, it is first used here, but it is so important to the people of Israel that it is used in a plethora of other places as the Old Testament continues. Numbers chapter 14, Psalm 86, Psalm 103, Psalm 145, Joel chapter 2. And like any good Catholic who doesn't know his scripture as well as I should, I had to look all of those up online. But it's even referenced by Jesus, right? Slow to anger and rich in kindness or rich in love. That is who God is. But that word kindness that we use, slow to anger and rich in kindness, is kind of a puny translation of what the original Hebrew is. And part of it is the limitations of English. There really isn't a good word that flows poetically like those other words that we use. But the Hebrew word that is used there is hesed. Slow to anger and rich in hesed. Hesed, H-E-S-E-D, transliterated from Hebrew, is a very unique kind of love. It's not just any kind, it is covenant love. That's maybe the best translation of that word. Slow to anger and rich in covenant love. It's not romantic and it goes far deeper than just friendship. It is a love of covenant, a love of undying fidelity. And in our first reading, our God wants us to know that he is hesed itself. He is covenant love itself. The Trinity is a communion of hesed, 
a communion of covenant love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And further from that, we can say that Jesus, the Son of God, is Hesed personified, Hesed in human form. And that love of covenant, that Hesed, is sealed on the cross, represented at the Mass. It is a love that creates a bond, a love that establishes a family, and a love that holds a body of people together. So this celebration of Trinity Sunday, brothers and sisters, is a celebration of the hesed that is at the heart of who God is. Again, the Trinity is a communion of hesed, a communion of covenant love. But today we can also celebrate not just the hesed that God is, but the hesed that our God has for us, for you and for me. That is so crucial for us to understand that our God has covenant love for us, for me, in particular, for all of us on an individual level. It is at the heart of Christianity itself. Again, in our world nowadays, we perceive love to be more of a contract than a covenant nowadays. But there is a profound difference between a contract and a covenant. A contract is an exchange of goods and services with conditions as part of it. Think of home repairs. You work with a contractor. You know, if you do X, I will do Y. If you repair my house, I will give you money, etc. Or, or vice versa, whatever that might be. If, if that first condition is not met, then the second condition does not happen. It does not follow. And that is often what we believe love to be like today. You're being short with me, then I won't be kind with you. You let me down, I won't be charitable to you. Or you hurt me, then I will most likely try to get back at you. But Hesed, covenant love, and especially God's covenant love, is radically different from this. Because the love of covenant, brothers and sisters, has no conditions attached to it. I will love you, period. No conditions, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's the love of husband and wife in marriage. The love that a parent has for their child or vice versa. And it's the love that our God has for us. His love for us is truly unconditional. And so we can look and understand that this is how God loves us and apply it to other times when God professes his love for us. Isaiah chapter 54, though the mountains be shaken and the hills removed, yet my hesed for you will not be shaken. Or even Psalm 107, it's almost a litany of saying something about God and then his love endures forever. Well, it's his hesed, his covenant love for us endures forever. That Psalm wants us to hear it on repeat, ad nauseum, so it's drilled into our heads that God's covenant love, his hesed, endures forever. It is a love that we do not have to earn. And it is a love that does not go away for any reason. We are radically, unequivocally, and ridiculously loved by our God. Really, the only thing that limits the amount of God's love we receive is ourselves. You think about it. When we sin, God doesn't so much depart from us as we depart from him. Sin is us cutting God off 
from parts of our lives as opposed to God cutting himself off from us. God's love is still there waiting for us to receive it if only we accept it as a gift and let it enter into our hearts. His love will only go as far as we let it go. And again, time after time in the Old Testament, we see the people of Israel unfaithful to God and to his covenant. And sure, if God's love were contractual, it would have long since ceased. It would have stopped a long time ago, but thankfully our God's love is not contractual. It is a covenant. And so he is always faithful to us. How does our God respond to our infidelity? Well, when we run to him and ask for his mercy, if anything, he doubles down and loves us even more ardently. And so God formed covenant after covenant after covenant with his people, culminating in the person of Jesus Christ, literally bringing his hesed among them into our world. This is how we are loved by our God, brothers and sisters. This is also the relationship that our God wants to have with us. We cannot let the imperfect love we have received in our lives become a barrier to the love that God wants us to receive. His love is perfect, and his covenant is unending. We cannot earn it, and it can only be given. He wants to give of himself to us and pour himself out on our behalf so that we might know what it means to be loved as the Trinity is in itself. What God is by his very nature, he wants you and me to receive. But further, he also calls us to give that same love to others. Maybe during this Mass today, brothers and sisters, I want us to maybe pray in thanksgiving for a moment in our lives where we knew we were unconditionally loved by our God in this very way, by hesed love. So that we might know that his covenant with us is strong, lasting, and real. And let us give praise and thanksgiving that we have a God whose mercy, kindness, and love, whose hesed endures forever.